This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to SaskAg Today with your host, Ryan Young. Hey everyone, welcome to SaskAg Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, the leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. Today, a group advocating for water sustainability delivered a bunch of letters to the legislature calling on the government to protect and restore wetlands in the province. SaskAgToday.com's Kevin Hirsch weighed in on the tensions between India and Canada, and feeder cattle prices continue to be strong. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to SaskAg Today on 620 CKRM. This is Saskag Today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director, Ryan Young. Saskag Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last off for grain pricing and crop protection. And Farm Fresh Water, fix your water problems. Visit farmfreshwater.ca. A box of letters was personally delivered to the legislature yesterday by the Saskatchewan Alliance for Water Sustainability. In June, the Alliance launched a letter-writing campaign to raise awareness of the provincial government developing the agricultural water stewardship policy, as well as encourage residents to share concerns they may have about the policy. A key question the Alliance asked was, how will the new ag water stewardship policy improve water quality in this province? Their goal was 2,000 letters but we're able to receive 2,251 letters from business owners, cabin owners, outdoor enthusiasts, First Nations people, and farmers. The chair of SAWS, Ora Lee, says a lot of people thanked them for their work and appreciated the opportunity to share feedback. They were very sincere, and I hope the Premier understands that um, there's a great deal of concern of how we, we manage manage water. And we just read in the paper that with the pronoun policy, it took 18 letters to convince a conversation. So we're really hoping 2,300 letters will, will provide the conversation that we need to have. Saw's two criticisms were the lack of a wetland conservation policy in the province and the Water Security Agency's enforcement on illegal drainage projects. Lane Mountney is a farmer in southeast Saskatchewan who shared his frustrations with the Water Security Agency. We are involved in a 28-quarter drainage project only because our one quarter is needed for the outlet end to handle that much water in the creek. As the Saskatchewan Water Security Agency does not check beyond the outlet, they did not realize that same creek goes through our creek pasture and that much water affects our well water and the well is on high ground. Our well water gets contaminated during spring runoff and high moisture events and is unfit for human consumption at those times. And in 2022, the water turned yellow. My question to the Saskatchewan Water Security Agency is why are they not checking downstream for that large quantity of water and why are they approving this? It is because they do not care about the Saskatchewan people's quality of life downstream of their projects. In this drainage project, the dominant drainers are draining seven wetlands over seven acres each, and there are 880 wetlands in this drainage project, according to the Saskatchewan Water Security Agency, 
drainage project wetland summary sheet. Mountney also claims someone from WSA approached him about additional drainage, and when he said no more, they did it anyway. In this project, the tech for the partner agency at the time, which was three years ago, who quit this job shortly after, said to us, the main drainer wants to add more, and I said no more additional drainage. And over two years later, we are presented with an approved WSA contract with this additional drainage added on. They did not even consider us in this project. And I have the email to verify this from the partner agency tech. Another drainage project five miles north of where we live has 1,536 wetlands and the main road that joins number one and 48 highway was closed for six days because of all the water being drained and causing RM infrastructure problems during a low spring runoff this year. These drainage projects are happening all over Saskatchewan. The Saskatchewan Water Security Agency are putting a lot of advertising on how good a job they are doing with water quality, protecting downstream flooding and the environment to make them look good when they are not doing what they say. The NDP critic for the Water Security Agency, Erica Ritchie, took issue with the WSA's complaint-based system of enforcing illegal drainage. She says it pits neighbor against neighbor. And so it's only when um, someone actually has the courage to stand up to the agency that um, an issue will be logged and go in the hopper. But then after that, um, you run into other challenges, like what Lane was just describing, in terms of they narrow the scope so so down so far that they suggest that well you're not a, you're not impacted or affected, so your views don't matter. That that is highly questionable uh, response. Then they go further, and you know, landowners become further frustrated and exasperated by the process. And then they get letters back that say to them, well, we don't think you're being respectful in your dialogue with us. These are people who are being directly affected by, by a policy that is actively working against their interests. And when they try to speak up, they are marginalized, they're told to be quiet, that their views don't matter, and, and that, oh, and by the way, uh, we don't like your tone. So it's, it's been incredibly frustrating and disrespectful for landowners when they bring those concerns. And I've, I've heard those stories over and over again. The Alliance expects a reply from the government. They also expect the government to implement and enforce a wetland policy in place by next spring. You're listening to Sask Egg Today on 620 CKRM. Kevin Hirsch in on the current tensions between Canada and India is coming up next. We're back with Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch. For Prairie 6-inch eaves trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6-inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist. PrairieEavesTrough.ca and Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit GrowMoreProfit.com. Pulse producers are concerned about the diplomatic row that's flared up between Canada and India. Canada has suggested that the Indian government was involved in the murder of a Canadian citizen on Canadian soil back in June in B.C. 
SaskagToday.com's Kevin Hirsch has been following the story closely because India is one of Saskatchewan's biggest lentil customers. Following some uh, various market analysis and also received a, a call from a producer on it, it seems like the price of red lentils in particular may have softened a cent or two uh, after the the Trudeau India announcement earlier in the, in the week. And one grower in particular called me up and said that one fairly significant buyer was limiting how much producers could sell. Yes, there was a posted price, I think it was 38 cents a, a pound, but limiting it basically to four super bees per producer. So kind of limiting what uh, their exposure would be in case uh, the tensions spill over even more into the trade area. I think it's something we'll really need to watch. Haven't heard much uh, as far as uh, an effect on chickpeas, uh, but certainly in, in lentils where that's a big, big customer for us, it's, it's going to be, you know, I think there's a lot of the trade nervous about whether this is going to spill over into the trade arena and lentils will be the one to watch. He notes there could be some political motivation behind the accusation made by Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Yeah, the political motivation is always uh, interesting to speculate on, but difficult to know for sure. I've seen other political speculation saying that, you know, it's good for the Prime Minister's uh, image to come out and, and make such a, an accusation that everybody can get on side with the Prime Minister, uh, that it also deflects uh, some of the problems with uh, China and some of the 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 uh, situation for Chinese meddling in Canadian elections and that sort of thing. I, my personal view is that I'm, I'm not sure you should make that accusation unless you actually have solid proof and somebody is being charged with the murder. Um, it's pretty difficult to ask India to investigate itself if it was actually a state-sponsored uh, hit job. So we're really in uncharted territory here, uh, and I don't think there's any easy answers, but it sure is a case of politics spilling over and affecting trade in the agricultural world. But Hirsch isn't sure about the fact that, there will, that we will see much change in lentil prices over the next little while. I really can't speculate. Maybe this will all just sort of lack of news it'll just all sort of uh, fade away to some degree although i don't think there'll be any <laughs> prime ministerial trips to india anytime soon but maybe it will uh, uh, fade away from public view and and trade won't be affected very much on the on the other hand we we may see ramifications I, i'm really torn as to as to what's likely to happen i think everybody is nervous Andy notes wheat prices haven't fluctuated that much due to the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Yeah, although there's there's so many different ways to get grain out of India that you you read the analysis and uh, it's finding a way out. Of course, they're running into problem where their nearby neighbors don't want to be flooded with Ukrainian grain and they want to protect their own farmers. So that's a that's an interesting development. It sort of starts putting cracks in the in the alliance against Russia, unfortunately. Kevin Hirsch is the chief agricultural editor for saskagtoday.com. You're listening to Saskag Today on 620 CKRM. Up next is today's Ag Review. You're tuned in to Saskag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. 
Today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenville, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. The Vancouver Fraser Port Authority says container shipments are falling as consumer demand weakens amid a sputtering economy. The authority says container shipment volume at the Port of Vancouver in the first half of the year fell 14% compared with the same six-month period in 2022. Movement of construction materials and auto parts also slumped, while shipments of finished vehicles ramped up as supply chain kinks smoothed out. Grain exports marked the biggest bright spot, ramping up more than 100%, a boost driven in part by record volume shipped to Africa amid a surge in demand brought on by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Nonetheless, the two-week strike by B.C. port workers in July took a toll on operations as month-over-month container shipments fell by a third and pushed many shippers to other ports. The Prince Edward Island Federation of Agriculture is warning the island could lose half of its farmland by 2050 if more action isn't taken to preserve it. Executive Director Donald Killorn told a legislature committee Friday that the province lost 12.3% of its farmland between 2016 and 2021. He says the decline is risky because large processors like Cavendish Farms, Amalgamated Dairies Limited and Atlantic Beef Products require a certain level of raw product to stay in business. The Federation says subdivisions and development often drive farmland loss and the province needs to take a more active role in reversing this trend. Lawmakers in both the U.S. House of Representatives and Senate have now proposed legislation aimed at guaranteeing farmers have a right to repair agricultural equipment. The U.S. National Farmers Union is welcoming the bill, saying it could save American farmers an estimated $4.2 billion per year in direct costs and equipment downtime. The proposed legislation defines the type of information manufacturers would be required to provide regarding repairs. If a manufacturer does not make the necessary digital or physical tools available, they would be required to provide enough information to create the tools. The bill would also enhance the Federal Trade Commission's ability to enforce these requirements. While American legislation could affect the extent to which repair resources are available to farmers in Canada, a private member's bill aimed at protecting Canadians' right to repair is currently waiting for third reading in the House of Commons. Countries from the European Union's eastern wing are calling on the European Commission to boost checks on solidarity lanes for Ukrainian grains and introduce a deposit system for exports. Ukraine has been in dispute with neighboring allies over restrictions on its grain, which has been forced to send overland since Russia's invasion last year. The EU created alternative land routes, so-called solidarity lanes, for Ukraine to use to export its grains and oilseeds. But its neighbors have argued that cheap Ukrainian agricultural goods meant to be in transit get sold locally, harming their own farmers. Hungary, Poland and Slovakia imposed national restrictions on Ukrainian grain imports this month, after the European Commission decided not to extend a ban on imports into those countries and fellow bloc members Bulgaria 
and Romania. Ukrainian grain exports from September 1st to the 24th totaled 1.57 million metric tons, down sharply from the 3.21 million metric tons in the corresponding period last year. The Agriculture Ministry gave no explanation for the decline. Traders and agricultural unions have said that the blocking of Black Sea ports and recent Russian attacks on Ukrainian ports on the Danube River are the main reasons for the reduced exports. The ministry data showed that Ukraine has exported a total of 6.2 million metric tons of grain so far in the 2023-24 July to June season versus 7.5 million metric tons in the same period of the previous season. The volume included almost 3 million metric tons of wheat, 2.5 million metric tons of corn, and 599,000 metric tons of barley. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, mainly sunny with winds from the southeast at 40, gusting to 60, high of 25 degrees with the Humidex 26. Tonight, clear, winds from the southeast still at 40, gusting to 60 kilometers an hour, then turning to the south at 20, gusting to 40 overnight, low of 10 degrees. Partly cloudy tomorrow, winds from the south at 20, gusting to 40 kilometers an hour, then becoming light, high of 23, low 6 degrees. Thursday, partly cloudy with a 60% chance of showers, high of 19, the low 4. Sunny on Friday, high of 20, the low 5. Saturday, cloudy and a 60% chance of showers, high of 15. Saturday night, more the same, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, and a low of 8. Sunday, partly cloudy and a 30% chance of showers, high of 16, 8 is the low. Partly cloudy on Monday, high of 17. Normal highs for this period are at 15, normal lows 1, sun rose at 6.51 this morning, sun will set at 6.48 tonight. Taking a look around the province in Estevan and Weyburn, 21, Swift Current, 26, Saskatoon, 27, Yorkton, 19. Hot spot in the province is in Rosetown at 27.7 degrees, cool spot in Uranium City at 15.4. In Regina, mainly sunny. Southeast wind at 38 to 48 kilometers an hour, humidity at 57%, temperature 22 degrees or 71 Fahrenheit, barometric pressure at 101.9 and falling. In Moose Jaw, mainly sunny as well. South-southeast wind at 41 to 55, temperature 26 degrees. Again in Regina, mainly sunny, southeast wind at 38 to 48, temperature 22 degrees. Back in a moment. The team of experienced farmland real estate agents at Shepherd Realty in Regina have just listed for sale 214 acres of farmland near Belgoni and four quarters near Bollier. To learn more about these listings, see the team at Shepherd Realty. Or if you're considering selling your farm or ranch property, get the ball rolling by contacting Shepherd Realty in Regina, 352-1866, shepherdrealty.ca. 
Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskag Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. And brought to you by Pennison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pennison Liquid Systems, expect the best. Prices for Saskatchewan feeder cattle continue to be strong, according to the latest cattle market update issued by Canfax. Livestock development intern with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture, Emily Taylor, says all but one category saw a price increase this past week. Feeder cattle prices are continuing to increase with a price decline only affecting lightweight feeder heifers. Feeder steer prices range from $505.63 per hundredweight for the 300 to 400 pound weight category down to $313.80 per hundredweight for the 900 plus pound weight category this week. The largest price increase was seen in the 300 to 400 pound weight category with prices improving $18.82 per hundredweight over the previous week. The smallest price increase was seen in the 900 plus pound weight category with an average price increase of $2.42 per hundredweight. Average weekly prices for Saskatchewan's feeder heifers ranged from $430.33 per hundredweight for the 300 to 400 pound weight category to $301.71 per hundredweight for the 800 plus pound weight category. The largest price increase was seen in the 400 to 500 pound weight category this week with prices improving $13.20 per hundredweight week over week. The only price decrease was absorbed in the 300 to 400 pound weight category, which saw an average decline of $7.50 per hundredweight. She notes some factors are affecting the feeder market. Feed grain prices have declined again this week, but larger volumes entering the market are slowing price increases for feeder cattle. Market volume was significantly higher than the numbers marketed during the same time last year, Some of the CME feeder and live cattle futures contracts have started to decline slightly. The number of cattle sold at auction in Saskatchewan is high for the second consecutive week. With Canfax reporting 12,049 heads sold over the week ending September 22nd, compared to the 11,292 head marketed the previous week. Year-to-date, Saskatchewan feeder cattle marketings are 3% above 2022 at just under 295,000 head. Taylor also has the details on market-ready cattle. Alberta fed steers averaged $232.87 per hundredweight for the week ending September 22nd, which is down 32 cents from last week's price of $233.19 per hundredweight. Alberta cow prices reported on September 22nd were down week over week. D2 cows decreased on average $3.51 per hundredweight from the week prior to average $135.10 per hundredweight. The price of D3 cows was down $4.11 per hundredweight over the prior week, ending the week at an average of $123.75 per hundredweight. Emily Taylor is a livestock development intern with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture, providing this week's cattle market update. You're listening to Saskag Today on 620 CKRM. You're tuned in to Saskag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. 
Research scientists in Saskatoon are assessing the value of artificial intelligence to track and improve animal welfare for pigs. It is a combined effort between the Western College of Veterinary Medicine and the University of Saskatchewan's Department of Computer Engineering. Dr. Martina Lagoda is a postdoctoral fellow on swine behavior and welfare. Consumers want to know that the animals reared for meat have had a good quality of life. And this knowledge can be delivered to consumers by unbiased animal welfare assessments. Currently, on-farm welfare assessments take place maybe only once a year. They are not always performed by a third party, so they may be biased. And on-farm assessments are also very time-consuming and a threat to biosecurity. The computer engineer team is working on a carcass assessment diagnostic tool. The computer engineering team has a fully working computer model that can detect and track the same pig carcass. And it can also identify the dorsal and the lateral sides, as well as specific body regions of the pig. So, for example, the tail, shoulder or the ear, which are important parts for animal welfare. The model is currently being trained for the detection of lesions on carcasses, both in terms of quantity and quality. The goal of this project is to determine whether there are links between lesions seen on carcasses and those collected on live animals on farm, using a much wider range of lesions than previously tested. And we'd like to confirm as well whether carcass lesions can accurately tell us about the animal's welfare on farm. The study included on-farm visits by research scientists as well as videos recorded at the processing plant to develop AI for carcass scoring. Dr. Lagoda says the on-farm data is currently being analyzed and results are expected by April. You're listening to SaskAg today. Coming up next is the market update. Here's the market update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Market update is brought to you by Nelson GM and Assiniboia and Avonlea. Looking for the perfect vehicle? They'll find a match that exactly fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. Grain prices at Viterra were up in early trading today. Canola is up $1.80 to $6.70.12 metric ton. Number one red spring wheat is up $1.44 at $3.34.50. And the rest were unchanged. Durham at $5.14.74. Feed barley $2.72.58. Chickpeas $10.36.17. Flax $5.61.54. Lentils 837.10, oats 294.32, yellow peas 382.89, feed wheat 223.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for December is unchanged at $7.69 a bushel. Coming up next is the Livestock Report. The Saskag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock at 842-4574. Now, here are the latest Livestock Quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of September 26th. Our last regular sale was in Assiniboia on September 18th. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1.23 to $1.38. D3 cows sold from $1.18 to $1.22. K1 
counter cows sold from fifty cents to a dollar. Heifers sold from a dollar ninety-five to two fourteen, and good butcher bulls sold from a dollar fifty-six to a dollar sixty-seven. We also had a pre-sorted yearling sale that day. We didn't have big numbers, but we did have big prices. Six fifty to seven hundred pound steers averaged three dollars and thirty-eight cents, and sold up to three dollars and seventy-eight cents. Seven hundred to eight hundred pound steers averaged three dollars and forty-six cents, and sold up to three dollars and seventy-eight cents. Eight hundred to nine hundred pound steers averaged three dollars and thirty-one cents, and sold up to three dollars and forty-three cents. And steers over nine hundred pounds averaged three dollars and four cents, and sold up to three dollars and twenty-five cents. Heifers were fifteen to twenty cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. Now here are the latest pork prices for the Brandon and Moose Jaw plants. They're down today to $208.83 per CKG. Up next is the Resource Report. You're listening to Saskag today on 620 CKRM. It's the Saskag Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report. Brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Trans Mountain's application to modify its pipeline's route has been approved by the Canada Energy Regulator. The ruling came Monday, one week after the regulator heard arguments from Trans Mountain and a BC First Nation that opposes the route change. The decision spares the company an extra $86 million and a possible nine-month delay in construction of the government-owned pipeline project by allowing it to slightly alter the route for a 1.3-kilometer stretch in the Jacko Lake area near Kamloops. Trans Mountain had said it ran into engineering difficulties in the area related to the construction of a tunnel. The regulator says it will publicize the reasons for its decision in the coming weeks. Container shipments dropped at the Port of Vancouver in the first half of this year, driven down by weaker consumer demand and a sputtering economy. The Vancouver Fraser Port Authority says container volumes at the port fell 14% in the first six months of 2023, compared to the same period a year earlier. CEO Victor Pang says the figures reflect a stalling economy, which contracted slightly in the second quarter. Pang also says the two-week strike by 7,400 B.C. dock and warehouse workers in July took a toll on operations. On the markets, the TSX is down 199 points at 19,600. The Dow is down 308 points to 33,698. Oil is up $0.84 at $90.52 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is at $0.74 U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the on-demand Saskag Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit gowancanada.com to learn more. And that's going to do it for Tuesday's edition of Saskag Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.